In the words of Mark Twain, After all these years, I see that I was mistaken about Eve in the beginning. It is better to live outside the garden with her than inside without her. This is no Eden. But at least we're together. Welcome to This is No Eden. This is a segment that Amy and I have decided to start in correlation with immaterial treasures. In fact, today is actually our fifth anniversary we're celebrating, so we thought it wouldn't be neat to start our first episode on our anniversary. And so, yeah, today we're going to talk about how we met, how marriage has been for us so far, and um, the five things or more so even some of our idiosyncrasies in marriage and the funny things that we both have that we find humorous about each other. Um, I think our marriage, if I could give it a picture, is sort of like what life is like. We all start off as babies, and we start off crawling, and then we eventually start walking, and then we eventually walk so well that we're able to run, then it becomes part of life. We don't even think about the difficulty of walking or running. We're still in the crawling stage. Yeah, that's exactly where I was getting at. (laughs) We are definitely still at a crawling stage. Um, So this isn't, (laughs) this is no, this is no attempt to give advice or even uh, far be it. No, we're not even trying to give advice. Yeah, we're in the crawling stage and we hope that the next five years we could say, or even the next two years that we're walking. Wouldn't that be nice? Hey, wouldn't it be nice? So um, we're going to talk about how we met. How did we meet, Amy? We met in philosophy class at Tyndale. Yep, yep. History of philosophy. uh, Those of you who don't know, Tyndale is a Christian university here in Toronto. And I moved from London, Ontario to go to Tyndale. I had just relocated to Toronto from B.C., by way of Virginia, where I actually grew up. I didn't actually want to go to Tyndale. I was at home for a bit, and my dad thought, hey, you should go to, you should go back to school. And I was like, no, don't want to go back. I actually wanted to move back to the States and do an internship with a church, Pillar Church. Shout out to Pillar Church, Colby, everybody there. Um, but some visa issues didn't work out. Uh, they The church sought to get me a visa and didn't work out. So I ended up staying and then I ended up going to Tyndale begrudgingly dragging my feet. So that was I- evident when we were there. <laughs> Isaac is to be thanked for me meeting you. Isaac is my dad. Um, so yeah, I, I enrolled and we, um, we met in philosophy class. Amy used to sit in front of the, in the front of the class. I remember what you were the first time I saw you, you had like really blonde hair. Your hair was a lot blonder than it is now. And you used to uh, come in with, a, it was like a white um, sweatshirt or whatever, Roxy. It was a Roxy shirt. Oh, uh, the zip up. Yeah, yeah, the zip up. And then you would sit in the front. You carrots. And you had carrots, yep. You'd eat your vegetables. And I was way in the back. I still eat carrots. Yep. And I saw you and I said, hmm, she's cute. But then I was like, she's probably really young because I was one of the older kids in class. Um, and then I went off to watch my... Uh, champions league on my laptop in the back of the class that's what i did in class yeah i wanted to be there in school so it was different for me and 
I remember hearing Danfi before I saw him because he was in the back. And I remember there So was, you're saying I'm not good looking? Is that what you're well, saying? Well, I didn't see you yet. You're like, it's his voice I fell in love with, not his face. You always say this. You don't even let me tell the story. Okay, go ahead. <sighs> so stressful. Um, so I remember being in philosophy class and I think it was Davis, the professor. Yep. He said something and I remember Danfi commented and quoted Augustine or something, or I don't know, referred to uh, one of the uh, church fathers with some quote. And I remember thinking, who is that? Because, <laughs> yeah, like, obviously at this point, I'd already been listening to a lot of reformed, like, sermons and teachers, and I was kind of really immersed in all of that. So to hear someone else's voice kind of speaking the same things that I'd been listening to really, like, sparked my interest. And he has a really nice voice. That's what she says. That's what she says. So that was my first thought. Who is that? But Amy was such an introvert. There was, like, it was hard just to get an audience with her. It was, like, I felt like after classes were done, you were out, you were gone. Yeah, I like to uh, not be seen and not be heard. (laughs) And, uh... That's so true because when I first talked to you, you were hiding in like a cubicle in the library. Oh, yeah. The furthest corner of the entire library, like I was in the, that cubicle and you you came there. I did. You were listening to Kim Walker. I remember that too. And I, I was said, like, oh, he was listening to Jesus Culture and his headphones really loud. How, <laughs> he, how is he studying and listening to that at the same time? <laughs> Again, I don't study. I memorize everything. And that was my problem. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't do good in school. I relied on my memory too much. I have a good memory. Really good memory, but... I know you do. But I I just... When it comes not, to certain things. It's not practical in school. Um, actually, I remember we were about to take a test, a philosophy test, and I was asking if you're studying, and mm-hmm. uh, I was not studying. I was just trying to remember mm-hmm. what was said in class. What were you doing in the corner of the library? An extrovert like yourself? Um, well, when you're in the library, you can't really talk to anybody. So I that's why my music was extra loud, because I was in the corner jamming out. Do you know what I mean? That's why you went over there. Yep. Well, and I think I saw you. I oh, saw you. so strategic? I think I saw you in the corner there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I sure did. Um, but anyways, we didn't really talk. Um, I remember I went, it was like, oh, I followed you on Twitter. That's what happened. Um, mm-hmm. The professor kept retweeting everything Amy would put on Twitter. And I was like, what? That was in the summer. Was, oh, yeah. That was because... Um, semester had finished when and i had gone back to london and i was like yeah, i'll probably never see that girl again a little bit of sadness came over me i was like maybe i won't see her ever again um little did you know little did i know <laughs> and then and then i was like following i was on twitter i was following the professor and he would retweet amy about like all this like what was it i think it was like uh you kept yeah you kept tweeting about postmodernism and stuff and he was retweeting you and i was like follow this girl see what she thinks you know and then she followed me back and then i remember it wasn't in the summer because you asked me to take notes for you no babe that was back like in september when we started again in school and i went to matthew's wedding that's when i asked for the notes are you sure yes but that was a different philosophy class we went into i know oh right you're right you're right yes with uh what's his name what was his name 
Franks. Mm. Dr. Franks. Critical thinking. Critical thinking. Uh, so we were in another philosophy class together. That's how we saw each other again. Um, and like I said, I never take notes in class. And Amy was going to her brother's wedding and she was, she messaged me on Twitter. Yeah. She slid into the DMS and she said, uh, could you take notes for me? Cause I won't be there in class. And I was like, dang it. I don't ever pay attention, um, enough to take notes. Cause I find it distracting. I just try and listen. So that day I took the best notes of my life. Cause I was like, I gotta, I gotta give this to her and I gotta make sure it's good notes. Um, did I even give you those notes? Yes. All right. But I think you also got notes from Rebecca or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably didn't trust my notes. Um, anywho, that's how we met. I was just trying to talk to you, really. Oh, uh, yeah. Eh? The truth comes like out. Like I needed notes that bad. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> so um, we should have known that. Oh, before that, though, the year before, John and Noche, our friend, uh, you were in the library. We were in the computer room and we were having some kind of conversation because he was in our class like yeah i was his friend as well yeah was it a theological debate i think it was probably about calvinism or something and then you asked me how old i was yeah i did remember that i did ask you how old you were and you're like didn't your mom teach you not to ask women her age and i was like no I seriously I how old are your you mom i just said you know that it's rude to ask a woman her age yeah and i was like seriously how old are you though <laughs> i not seem to care because uh, I was convinced I was old, I was the oldest in that class, and you didn't seem to then think so. And you were shocked when you heard my age. And then you said your age. I was like, no. And in that moment, I actually thought, ah, oh, she wouldn't be interested in me. I'm like a young buck. Well, you're not that much older than me, but. Wow. Everyone thinks I'm like 40 here. You're not 40, but you are older than me. <laughs> um, I always forget. I forget when we're in our everyday life. Yeah. Um, that's how we met. And I think slowly but surely we got to know each other. The conversation just got deeper. I remember our first, what the first date we went, like we just had like theological debates. Yeah. And then you put a Paul Washer sermon on. In yeah. The that's the litmus know. test really to see if a girl's legit or not, if she can handle <laughs> Paul Washer. And I think you successfully passed. I had already heard Paul Washer. Which is good because, uh. If you hadn't have maybe not like not sure we'd be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were really like on a Paul Washer. Uh, yeah, train I was back then. I was. I was. Now it's Elder Ward. It's a lot of yeah. It's Elder Ward. It's uh, it's mainly Elder Ward and John Piper, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, John Piper. It's a lot of airtime. I still go. I still listen to my Paul Washers. I have my clips. I go to. Yeah. I listen yeah. Anyway, um, that's how we met, and then the rest is history. It's crazy to look back and to think of all the events that led up to us all getting married. Moments, all yeah. the little moments. Wedding was cool. Glad all my friends were there and your family and everybody that came. It was nice. Yeah, it was really nice. So that's how we met. And now it's been five years. Yes. Five, five years of crawling. Years. Five years. Well, maybe the first few years we were just like laying around in diapers. Yeah, we weren't crawling at all. <laughs> oh, I remember, I it's funny you say that, because I remember when we, I think before we got married, your dad had like this illustration where he talked about what marriage is like. He said, it's two people, they go, they get married, they go into the house, and then they both go in the room. Um, they have suitcases. Yeah, they, 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 bro they, they both bring the suitcases, but they leave it outside the door. Mm -hmm. um, and then once they get settled in, one person goes outside and grabs a suitcase, opens it up, 
and starts pulling stuff out. And the other sponsor's like, what the heck is this? It's like, whoa, I didn't know this was here. Uh, and then you have to deal with it because you're like, okay, um, this is interesting. And then the other person gets, goes outside, brings their luggage. They open it up. And then they pull out. They start pulling out stuff. And you're like, what the heck is that? I didn't know that was there. Um, and that's when the real business of marriage happens. And I feel like that illustration is so true about us. I remember where we were standing when he told us that too. Yeah. We were at your um parents your parents and Uncle Kabu had, were having the family meeting. Yeah. yeah. It was before that or after actually, no, it was after because it was dark. So th- there was a family there. meeting because my parents didn't want me to marry a white girl. Wow. I'm joking. That's a complete joke. That's not true. <laughs> um actually my parents didn't want me to get married because they thought I was immature. <laughs> Maybe they're onto something. Hey, hey, don't shake your head. Don't shake your hair in agreement. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, they were, they thought I should have finished school. They wanted me to have a house. They wanted me to get settled and I wasn't there. So they weren't very approving in the beginning, but then they met Amy and they met her parents and there was like a huge family meeting. It was like the first time Amy's ever seen something like that. Mm, I learned a lot coming into, um, your family about culture and your culture i should say and it's good i learned a lot of good things positive things manners yeah yeah i mean i had manners but this is like next level next, yeah. next level of manners like acknowledgement starting every text message with how are you <laughs> good how are you okay then you go and proceed to relay the message like you don't just jump right in like white people you could just be like you could just say anything. You don't have to even give like a greeting. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like even your parents. They don't even care. No one takes it personal. Oh, and then my brothers and sisters didn't wish me happy birthday. Danfi was like, found that so rude. I did. I did not understand but that. But I didn't really think it was a big deal because I'm just not used to my brothers thinking about those things. I was so offended. I was like, how could they not take a little bit of their time to just... Wish you happy birthday. And you're like, oh, that's just how we are. And I was like, what? It's like, if my sisters didn't wish me happy birthday, that we, we fighting. Like, we're... we're uh, yeah, you guys are like, it's like, who can get to the phone the fastest in the morning to call the person and wish them a happy birthday? Seriously. It's that's just, like first thing in the morning. It's like, you could be like 7 a.m. You're getting calls from all your family members. I know. It's nice, though. It these is are, nice. These are all I mean, good things. But I, I've learned that it wasn't personal, whereas I took it personal for you. I was like, how could you not be upset about this? Like my older sister, Jen, if you're listening, of course, she always, and my mom, like, there's certain people I know are going to remember, and they're going to call me, and my friend Janice, she always calls me on my birthday, sings the song, leaves a message if I'm not there. Yeah, there's certain people I know they're not going to forget, but my baby brother, ah. He's going to remember, but maybe like two days later, I don't know. <laughs> I'll get like a Facebook message, maybe like, happy birthday, Ames. It's fine. I'm not upset about it. Uh, maybe it's also an older sibling thing. I don't know. I don't have like high expectations for my younger siblings to remember things like that. Yeah. So what have you learned about me in the last five years? And what skill have you developed being married to me? You're very clean. You're an, you're an easy roommate. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, 
I've learned how to cook like really well because I've had a lot of experience. And the first apartment that we were in for four years didn't have a proper stove or oven. So I was cooking with like an induction plug-in burner and a toaster oven for four years. Yeah, hot meals every day. Same. So that was I'm an like, incredible feat. Remember, actually, I'm this, like is, an expert now. this is a funny thing. When we first got married uh, for like, what, six months, I ate bacon every day. <laughs> I don't every think it was single. six months. It was like a couple months. It was, it was, un- Amy was making me breakfast every morning, every morning. And I and was having bacon every day. And then my <laughs> cheeks started to get fat. And I was like, all right, this is, this needs to stop. Because when I gain weight, it goes to my cheeks. It goes nowhere else on my oh. body except my cheeks. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> But it was yeah. amazing. I was getting bacon every day. <laughs> yeah, that stopped. <laughs> but still get your though. eggs and whatever once in a while. Yeah. Saturday breakfast. Still make your breakfast on Saturday. Yeah, when I'm watching soccer. It's nice. It's just like, yeah. I don't know. I'm very, like, uh, domesticated. And I was raised with this. I remember my aunt saying something about, like, everyone's probably going to cringe when they hear this, but... <laughs> Like, my grandmother, my dad's mom, and my aunt, and that side of the family, it was like, if a, m- a man comes in the room, you stand to attention. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> it's kind of a joke. Like, we laugh about it, but that I watched that happen, like, with my grandmother. So she was always, you know, making food for, you know, her husband, my grandfather, and just all the boys, like the grandsons and her sons, and it would be like, Oh, are you hungry, dear? Have a seat. What can I make you? And so she was always fixing food, like, for any any male that walked in. But I think it came out of this, like, uh, time where men, like, worked really hard outside. You know, they were, you know, at work all day and just laboring and physical labor and working in the yard, cutting grass, doing all this, like, shoveling gravel so it was like, and the women were inside and they were doing the laundry. And so it was just natural to want to like take care of them and feed them because it's like they've been working hard and uh, very traditional view. But yeah, so I don't know. I guess I picked up on that naturally just kind of, I'm still, I, but I enjoy it. So I'm not, I'm not complaining about it. It's just, it would be good for you to learn a few meals for her when I'm tired or sick. <laughs> For your information, Amy does not stand to attention when I enter into the room. No, I don't. I don't. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> um, yeah. All the feminists are just like screaming inside right now. <laughs> I'm just. It's. It's just a joke. Uh, no. Oh no, I voice my opinion quite oh, often. Yeah, you do. Um, I know people probably see you as like a soft-spoken person, but um, no, um, she knows how to get her thoughts out, even in like. In our arguments, um, what was that one thing we watched where it has, like, different animals that describe how... Porcupine. Yeah, I'm the porcupine, Amy's the rhino. rhino. So as a, as a porcupine, when we're when we're in an argument, I prick, I get prickly. I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be... They call it silent violence. It's like, yeah, that's what it is. I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. I just want to be left alone. Shut down. But Amy is like a rhino. I like to attack. In attack, those attack, 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 attack. It's more that I want to resolve the issue and I want to, I'd rather like argue about it and like have a verbal dialogue and fight it out than like not talk. And like, I don't do that anymore. And I leave you, I let you be for like at least an hour. 
Yeah. But then after that, I want to talk about it. Yeah. It's not going to go. I'm not going to like be okay with days. And the hour goes by fast. Yeah, for you. <laughs> I need more time. Probably like 24 hours. No, you just, your pride wants more time. Or I just have too much going on in me and I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, well, you need to, to get it out. Otherwise, it's just going to go into all these other places. Hmm. Get trapped in there. Get emotionally constipated. You already are. <laughs> oh, oh. Need to cry. <laughs> I don't. Danfi doesn't cry. The la- he cried once. And it was at our wedding. So what do you do? That's five years ago. I haven't cried since. Uh, I don't think so. No, I've never seen you cry. <sighs> well, maybe I'll cry today. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird to me because I could easily cry every day at some point. I think that's one thing I learned about you, just how emotional you could be. Yeah, but you're emotional in a different kind of way. Yeah, I know. It's it's not bad. You're I, like emotional, like highs and lows, like, but mine's more just like, go on, you were saying. Yours is like, you're watching a movie, you could tear up. Yeah, I almost cried at This Is Us last night with Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it coming. <sighs> yeah, um, I need to work on that, being more emotional, shedding tears. But I like to cry. It makes me, it's like cathartic. It releases pressure. Mm. I feel better after. So I'm not against it. Right. I don't really like to cry in front of people, obviously. But you don't count. (laughs) Yeah, you cry at a Safe people, like family and close people. I'm not like, I'm not too. I think I'm uncomfortable with tears. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Or church, it's the worst. Like you're listening to a good worship song. You're like. You have like tears and then they're like, oh, now greet your neighbor. I'm like, why do you do that at that time? It's the worst. I'm like, I've got snot running down my... I'm like, give me a second. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how many times? I'm like, except that at our new church, they don't do that. And I'm like, so happy they don't do the greet your neighbor thing. What? <laughs> Maybe they should this Sunday. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's been it's been quite a journey. Um, what are you? What have you learned? Oh, your qualities, right? That I learned out of things cook. I've things I've learned about yeah. you. Uh, I've learned just how important it is to plan with you. Oh yeah, I remember the early days. I was never a planner growing oh, up. So I just stress. got up and did things, and I had no idea that. I mean, my family wouldn't really because I did my own thing, right? So, getting married though, it's you don't just do your own thing. <laughs> I remember you just like pick up and like. Remember, I got it? up and I was like, I think it was one night I was getting up to go play soccer or whatever, and I was getting. And you're like, "Well, what are you doing? Where are you going?" I was like, uh, "I'm going to go play soccer. Why?" You're like, "Wait, but you didn't tell me." I was like, "Well, I'm telling you now." And I remember your reaction was like, "I was like, whoa, what is this?" Because I was like, "I don't understand why you're getting so upset." But then you explained that. You need time, you need awareness to know what's going on and so that you can properly line up your emotions for <laughs> what what needs to be done. So a week notice, right? Uh, a few days notice is what you need. I've learned that. Yeah, I've, I've no, better on that. yeah, for sure. Yeah, you've gotten better. I've definitely, definitely gotten better. Me on that, but um, I, yeah, for some reason, I don't know, just childhood trauma. <laughs> yeah, I, and I learned uh, that. I was like, man, I can't just get up and go. Like, it's... The constant moving and everything and changing of plans. I don't know. I think it's a person. Yeah, I need consistency. Plus, 
it's a personality thing because I have siblings that don't seem to care and they had the same environment. So I think it's a, a personality. I think along with that was like you really, um, you like when someone says they're going to do something and they do it. Yeah, that's a big thing for me, for sure. Like, don't say something unless you're going to do it. Yeah, and I, I learned that. Like, I'd rather you not say it or, like, leave, like, a loophole. Like, be like, well, I'm going to try. I'm not sure. I don't think it might not work, but I'll try. And then if it doesn't work, you you were honest about it. But don't make a commitment and say, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Or, yeah, yeah, it'll, we're going to do this. If you think you're not sure and it might not work out. I don't know. Yeah, we all have things, right? For me, it's, I like to mentally prepare and I do it with my own life, so. And, yeah, you're better. You definitely communicate with me now. Oh, I've become a more, I think I've become better at communicating since being married. Yeah. A lot better. I think I was okay before, but now I'm like more like emotionally intelligent. And, yeah, I feel like I've, I've grown still, in that. Still crawling, but we're getting <laughs> still there. Still crawling, still crawling. <laughs> I'm not excellent, It's like, but well, I think in some ways we learn, like, we can become better at communicating, but then there's always, like, there's always those other areas where we need to grow and just that next level of vulnerability that, like, nobody likes. Like, when I scratch the car and I don't want to tell you for two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just then keep that I a finally, secret. like, tell you. Yeah. Like I have a confession. Right. And my friend was like, oh, I would never tell him. Don't say anything. I was like, yeah, right. I have to confess this. Well, it's not even because you told me. It's because I'm just very observant and I see things and I saw it and I asked questions about yeah, it. Yeah, you got it to out. it before I confessed it, but I was going to. I was planning on it. I was praying, working up the strength. Because I'm this <laughs> monster that's just going to eat you up, right? <laughs> no, this is... Because you're a perfectionist. Every little imperfection is like so distressing for you. So I don't want to cause this level of distress. Fair. And it's my fault. So it's like, oh, he's, here's another reason for me not taking in like all his little things serious. Or what is it? No, I think, remember the one day with the curb? <laughs> what did you do? Because I, I think I, sometimes I'm in a rush, like a lot of times in life. I can be in a bit of a rush, especially if it's like out the door in the car. And I parked the car in the front, but it was like one we tire was kind of up on the curb. And then you looked out the window and you were like, "What did you do?" <laughs> I just didn't understand how you, you didn't lost feel it. it. I was like, "How do you not feel that in the car? Yeah, why are you in such a rush?" And I was like, "Wow, it's just the curb." But anyways, we worked it out. But it, how do you not feel that? It a car, like, you're not leveled. Like, my head was probably a million miles away thinking about all the food I had to oh cook, take all the groceries in, probably had people coming over. I don't know. Sometimes I'm just thinking about everything and I'm not present. There. You are efficient, though. I'll give you that. You're very efficient. You get things done. Definitely get it done. That's for sure. You are a get it done type of girl. I get annoyed when things get in my way of getting it done. Yeah. Or I can be a bit annoying. When I want things to be done. Yeah, yeah. Are you asking me that? <laughs> what have you observed as my biggest strength? And then I'll tell you what I think is your biggest strength. I would say my time, well, it'll be six years with you. Five years married. Uh, one of your biggest strengths, I would say, is you have a gift with people. I would say one of your biggest strengths 
would be communication. And I mean communicating to others. So that goes along with teaching. But it's reading people, understanding people, making them feel comfortable, and finding a way to explain things. Even with us, like, I'll have a question about something in, our, in the car on our way to church or anywhere. Just And I feel like you come up with a word picture or like an illustration just right on the spot that's like really helpful and I'm like how did you just think of that uh so yeah it's definitely a gift I can see that um and I'm sure there's much more to explore in that for you and you're also a good writer even though you don't do it but when you do sit down and put your mind to it that's how you wooed me in the early days all your mm. little notes. But you gave that up pretty quick. <laughs> uh, I didn't give it up. I just say it verbally. Right. But you know. Right. Right. Um, You're a good singer. I yeah. like when you sing in the house. Mediocre. At best. Um, I think with you, your strengths are quite many. But I'm going to start off with the fact that you have an incredible ability to care for people that are in your circle. I want to specify that you're an introvert, so you're not overly concerned about the masses or even just strangers. But I've noticed that I can talk to strangers. You can, but you're not as friendly as I am. That's just, that's just what it is. But then again, I'm yeah. Learning to be less friendly? Yeah, I'm learning to be less friendly. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, you got to conserve your energies and your love for the people that are matter the most. And you do that. I think, I feel you like... You don't want to spread your all your energy across the earth in little tiny specks. And then everybody everybody gets a little bit of nothing. I feel like if we were to talk to all the people that are close to you and ask if they feel cared for by you, they would definitely say yes. And you do that with everybody, with your family, with your, with my siblings, with your brothers, um, with me. Uh, I think you really do. A, you go, you go above and beyond. And that's tied to the next strength that I was going to share. I think it's your ability to love. Your name is Amy, which means beloved, right? Which really means you're you're a loved person. But I think you really love people, um, really well. That's one of your strengths, and I've. I've been a beneficiary of that, um, that illustration about love. Um, love is, is the one virtue that remains when every other virtue walks out the door. And because love remains, it allows all the other virtues to come back through the door. And I think your love, your ability to love, has allowed you to be patient again when patience has walked out the door. Mm. Your ability to be faithful is because your love remains. So when faithfulness goes out the door, it comes right back. Or kindness. I have really benefited from your kindness. In ways that is just so chilling that it almost could make somebody want to run. And you're like, oh, I know. You always want to run. <laughs> but I'm still here. And um, even in the last five years, I feel like we've probably been through so much in five years that probably some people go through in 40 years. And it's that's probably an understatement. Um, but the strength of your love 
which I don't think is just exclusive to you. I think God gives you that love in your heart has, um, yes, has really love my love. been a benefit to us. Totally immensely grateful for that. Um, and without it, I don't think we would be here. Thanks um, mate. So it's that, there's that statement by an old guy that was interviewed and uh, he had been married for a long time. And they asked him, what's the secret to staying married? And he said, we both never wanted divorce at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh. that's so true. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm incredible, incredible. And I'm thankful for for you. Five years, the oh, crawling. Nice. Five years. Five years of just straight up crawling. Yeah, and I think for me, there's been a huge like spiritual journey in the last five years. Just sanctification on like levels that I didn't even really want to face, I think. Yeah, I would say for the last five years, I've definitely been on a spiritual journey and have experienced sanctification on levels that just very deep levels I feel like every test I mean I don't want to say every test but like a good portion of like life's tests have just like come flying at me like at like breakneck speed <laughs> relentlessly like uh so many things I could just think of even like jobs and tests within like employment Remember Dr. Barron? She was a monster. I was going to go after her. Yeah, having but to she like... she didn't let me. I've learned in grace with people that mistreat you, being humbled. And then I had a corrupt boss and he was doing like illegal things and I had to quit. <laughs> oh, so many tests. That's just like surface level tests. Um, But I've been blessed to have... A lot of time at home to just spend time with the Lord and in the word and in his presence. And really, he's the only reason for anything. He's the only reason for who I am. If there's any good in me, it's not from me, it's from him. And I know we, we say that in kind of a religious way, but it's true. And some people know me from before, maybe not many people before I was saved, but yeah, I'm not the same person, and I still have a lot to uh, grow in, but five years, I know God has done a lot. He's taken the uh, roots a lot deeper, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I like hanging out with you. You're still my best friend. Yeah, you're getting there for me. (laughs) (laughs) Harsh, harsh. I'm kidding. You uh, You are my best friend. Um, we have a lot of fun. Yeah, we do. We do fun things together. I and think one thing I like about you too is that you don't need to be like, like you. Even though you're an extrovert and you like being around people and you know you're sociable and all of that, you don't like have to do that all the time. Or it's not like you're content to be at home as long as you have your phone, soccer, what? But you're, con- you're content to be home, entertain yourself. You don't, you're not like, oh, we have to go here tonight. We have to go here. We have to run around. We have to go to everything in, under the sun. Like, you don't care, which is nice. I don't feel that pressure to, like, have to always be at a social event. Right. So, 
I appreciate that you don't have like anxiety if you're alone. The FOMO, fear of missing out. Um, so what are we toasting to? I'm toasting to. We're still here. Yeah. What's that song? Oh, I used to play it all the time. In the morning, it was winter time. He's playing at the piano, and there's a girl singing. Oh, yeah. Um. like a clip in there it's like not every dream has been like not every dream has been realized Mm. but i'm still here Mm -hmm. we're still here which actually reminds me i was uh i was reading psalm 51 the other day and um you're like what you read the bible yes i do (laughs) (laughs) amy always accuses me of not reading the bible Uh, we read the bible together yeah we had a good streak for a while like every single morning we'd have devotions together and but the worst thing about me not reading the bible is because i memorized a lot of it yeah, but that's not the same as like reading it to like hear the r- the fresh manna from God, you know. Mm, amen, sister. The rhema mm. is that the rhema word? Yes, you're right. Um, no, but I was reading Psalm 51, and I it's the it's the psalm where David repents of his in, his adultery and all his uh, killing Uriah, um, and in I think at the end he says. And sustain me with a willing spirit. Uphold me with a Uphold willing me, spirit. Yeah. Based on the translation. Yeah, yeah. And New King James in my early days. And you know what? That those words came out the page for me because I was thinking about a marriage and I was like, that's exactly my prayer. Willingness. Because that's what makes a marriage last if both people are willing. Because mm-hmm. there's so many opportunities to not be willing. Mm-hmm. You cannot be willing to confess what you've done wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you cannot be willing to do things to um, forgive, to, to forgive. You can, you can not w- be kindness. willing to even try and make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's so many avenues in which we're faced with the question, are you willing, you know? Um, and sometimes we we're not. And I think when it stood out to me, because I just remembered all the times where I wasn't willing, but yet I'm here because God has put it in my heart to be willing to make it work with you, um, mm-hmm. to to do everything I can to be the man that you deserve. Um, and as hard as that is, God will sustain me with a willing spirit. I know that. So it's all about willingness, you know, and more so having God put that in our hearts. For sure. He does. He's the one that changes our hearts because I know definitely there have been times when like 
I've felt very much like I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And then I'll spend like the whole day just like praying and like in the word, maybe fasting. And then it's like by the next day, I'm like, I want to keep going. Or I get like another jolt of like energy to want to keep going. I don't know. So must be God because I remember one time I really felt like, you know, because I pray a lot about our marriage and just about life. And I think being an introvert kind of makes you more, I think there re- there's like almost like an intercessory calling on introverts <laughs> because <laughs> you like to spend time alone. So it's like, okay, you want to spend time alone? Guess what you're going to do? You're going to pray. Uh, so I feel like that's like my calling to pray. And uh, one day felt like God said to me, I know for all you people out there that don't think God speaks, but it was like, I care about your marriage more than you do. And it kind of struck me because it was like, oh yeah, like I'm not here trying to like convince you, you know, to fight for my marriage. It's like, this is your heart and you're putting it on my heart to pray and to fight. So those words like stood out to me and every once in a while they re- I'm reminded of them. Yeah, who knows the future, but God is, his will is the best, and he is good, he's faithful, he's the faithful one, and he has been so faithful to us, and he's blessed us so much, and there's so many good people in our lives, I, I'm just like in awe of all the good people that we have in our life, good friends, mentors, we've been richly, richly blessed. Sometimes I feel like there's like a debt on my life, like a spiritual debt of prayer and from all the years of people walking with me and praying for me. And I'm like, Lord, please (laughs) use this for something like help me to pour into others because there's like this debt on my shoulders. I know there's no debt, but it's like a weight of responsibility. It's that verse. It says much has been given, much will be required. So may we use what we've been given for the benefit of others and for God's glory. And the wonderful thing about being hopeful for the longevity of our marriage is that we have great examples. Your parents are celebrating 40 years in December. Yes, 40 years. And my parents are celebrating 40 years in November. I mean, look at that. It's 80 years together. Wow, and grandparent, my grandparents were together over 65 years, Nanny and Poppy. Yeah, I have a lot of, like, I, f- really I don't even know how long my grandparents were together, but I know they were together for a while. <laughs> I would and they just had that. such a special relationship. Like, I just have so many fond memories. They just, uh, doing their devotions together in the morning on the table, and Poppy preaches little mini-sermon, and... Every time he tell you tell you his testimony, tear up, and they just cared for one another. And then he got dementia, and Nanny would uh, make him go in the room and get on his knees and repent if he <laughs> swore. <laughs> <laughs> so cute! Oh my goodness, yeah, really special, special people. When Poppy took care of me, he was like a father. I've had really good men in my life. My dad. And my parents' marriage, 
wonderful example of humility and just, yeah, longevity, honoring God, seeking him together. Very blessed. I'm grateful for my parents as well. They were the best of friends, just companions. It's almost gross to think, to see them, like, be romantic because I'm like, aren't you guys siblings? You know? <laughs> um, and Maybe that's I, more the culture. Yeah, the I don't think I ever had a moment growing up where I thought my parents aren't going to make it. And that's yeah, like, you that's, don't think about that when you're kids because you're like, wow, mom and dad are like, they're the rock. And that's like, that's rare to say. Like, I never saw my parents fight. That's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, they obviously, like, they would say, oh, we had our issues. We're not perfect. I just want to honor them and say that they were good examples. Yeah. Both of our parents have been great examples. And I'm thankful for your parents. Of what it means to go the long route. Now I can call your mom and, you know, ask her for whatever. You used to be scared of my mom. Yeah, not anymore. It's nice. (laughs) (laughs) And your dad, I can call your dad. It's nice. Yeah. I like when they come over and we talk. We have our little family meetings. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like them more than you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I like them. I'm a mama's boy. My dad my dad and I get along really well now. You guys have come a long way. Oh, a long way. But we've always had fun together. Just We were never good at being vulnerable with each other. But now we're there. It's grown. It's there. It's a wonderful thing. Anyways, so here's to what, 40 more? 40 more. If I don't die or if you don't You're die. You're only going to make it to 45? Well, who knows? I could die. I'm wild. You're healthy. You're not wild. What do you mean wild? I could die and like just doing You're, something crazy. You eat healthy because I cook all your food and you exercise a lot because you're always running around playing soccer. By the Lord's grace, you'll live to be 90. I don't want to be that old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if I am that old, I hope I look good, as good as your grandpa because he's he's still going. <laughs> that guy is still going. <laughs> still very aware. Yeah. By God's grace. So thank you for uh, tuning in to our first episode of This Is No Eden. Um, hope you enjoyed our conversation and uh, there's more to come. Happy anniversary to us. Happy anniversary to you, Amy. Thank the Lord for five years. Amen. To him be the glory.